Friday morning. Will is off, of course. A few more days of paternity leave. He'll be back very soon. Meet Trey Friday today, all thanks to Liam and the team at Chanella's in Prospect. Quick text here on the Automasters text line. I never thought I've been the support act for Public Enemy and drunk a heap of Crown Lager with Flavor Flav. Thank you, Mick. We are I was asking at Flavor Flav. I was at that gig. Now, Mick, tell us, text, text us in again, mate. Which band are you in? Yeah. Because I was there. That, in fact, that was my first wedding anniversary. And as a, as a present for my wife, I bought her tickets to the Public Enemy concert. There you go. We are asking. A, on a Sunday night at the old uh, Heaven nightclub. It's a terrific, terrific show. Heaven Nightclub, something I'm not familiar with. <laughs> Seriously, we're having a shocker here. You, just, you didn't go to the, the Tivoli in 1987 and you didn't go to Heaven in the 1990s. Well, I was only born in 94, <laughs> yeah, so well, there you go. two-year-old Lucy at the club. It was probably hard to get, get served. That's right. We are asking, of course, for the meat tray. What is something you never, ever thought you would get to do? And you are getting to do it. Something might be relatable to our next guest, Natalie Bunworth. She's flying out on Monday to run in the New York City Marathon. Morning to you, Natalie. Uh, morning, Lucy. How are you? Very good, thank you. Now, you were on the show a couple of weeks ago, just either pre or after the city to Bay, and you mentioned you were about to train, get prepped for the New York Marathon, and now the time has come. Yeah, that time has flown by. <laughs> How exciting! So you've never have you done have you done the New York Marathon before, Natalie? No, never before. So um, I think when I was talking to um, you and Will back after the City of the Bay, I never sort of thought of myself as a runner. So, um, but probably in the last ten years, it's sort of built up to this. So, um, yeah, amazing. You know, years ago, um, our very own Stephen Rowe did it with our station manager, and they 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 went over. It was actually became part of the part of the show. I think it was broadcast. But talking to them about it. One of the best things is the route. Like, I think you run over the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, the, you, you go through Manhattan, but then you go out into the boroughs. It sounds like a just a wild way to see the city. Yeah, quite amazing. And I just can't get my head around I think there's 50,000 people in it, and they say over 2 million spectators, which is just, yeah, mind-blowing sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a tricky process to actually get into it? Like, don't you need to go into a ballot or something? Um, you can go in that way. There is actually the opportunity um, to go through a sort of provider. So um, Anna Liptak with Adventure Time Travel, um, she actually takes people across. So you can actually um, apply to be part of her group. So she's taking, I think, 70 of us across for it, which is amazing in itself as well. So, Well, Natalie, in yeah. even more exciting news, you're the flag bearer for Australia at the opening ceremony. Yeah, so that was totally overwhelming. So I've been running to raise awareness for childhood cancer for probably eight years. Um, so when I run in the marathon, every kilometre is for a child that's been diagnosed with neuroblastoma because uh, I lost a friend's son to that sort of eight years ago. Um, so, yeah, I got we had to write why we think we would like to be the flag bearer and um, I sort of said I would like to represent um, children in Australia that have been diagnosed with cancer and... Um, yeah, I got the email last week to say I've been selected, so I'm going to be the awesome. flag bearer in the Parade of Nations. Yeah, so fantastic. Is there? I I'm no marathon runner oh. by any stretch. Is there a time that you're roughly aiming for, Natalie? Uh, well, I am running for too many, too young diagnosed with cancer, so I'm thinking four hours twenty-two is my aim. <laughs> Forgive four my, hours 22. Is that a good time? Yeah. Forgive my ignorance. I would have no uh, idea. No, well, I mean, I think, um, like, the really good runners are probably just over two hours. So, um, But, um, it, yeah, for me, it's a great time. 
<laughs> well, that's the point, isn't it? Like, we've been talking this week about what a crappy golfer I am, and like, you know, my life's dream is to get around in less than a hundred. You, you're out there competing against yourself, but more importantly, Natalie, like, you're having fun. It must be, you, it must be your your happy thing to do. Yeah, that's the thing. It is something, and as I say, running for a cause and, and fundraising, and um, I've been able to reach out to a lot of families. One of the children I'm running for is actually has to travel to New York that week for treatment. So to think right. that I'm going over there, very excited about this. But um, yeah, the children I'm running for, yeah, having to travel overseas and not being able to have treatment here is, yeah, as I said, it's a lot bigger cause than me, sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's very special. So, yeah. Natalie, you are jetting off at the start of next week, and the marathon itself is on the 7th of November. Are you sticking around in New York, or are you hopping back on the plane quickly afterwards? I can't imagine a 20-hour plane journey does wonders for recovery. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's the actual bit I'm a little bit worried about, that I do get on the plane on the Monday, and I'm thinking I might need a wheelchair to get off when I arrive that way. So you can't stick around any longer. That's a pity. Yeah, so a week ahead. So um, I think there'll be lots of things to do there. But um, yeah, but then racing back after that. So what's your yeah. favourite type of food to eat, Natalie? Uh, myself, uh, I'm probably a pizza girl. Actually, so. oh, you go to the right city. Get yeah, the, get so a fantastic New York pizza. <laughs> they had that great way of serving it, just with like heap like heaps of cheese, but just nothing other than pepperoni, and then they serve it with chili flakes and what they call Parmesan, which is obviously Parmesan oh. cheese. Excellent. Yeah, it sounds like it might be a post-run rather than a pre-run. Yeah, have one after the run, not before. Be. That would be my tip. <laughs> well, Natalie, good luck to you. Let us know how you go. We'd love to catch up with you when you're back from how New exciting. York. Hopefully you can still um, still walk. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Lucy. David, I really appreciate the time this morning. So. No, not at all, Thank Natalie. You. Thanks for talking to us. Thank good you, on you, Natalie. Good luck. How exciting. New York Marathon. Have you been in New York? As an eight-year-old, Yes. New York City is a wild place. I would love to go. So good. Hey, so good. Mick has texted us back on the Automasters text line. He was Mick, or MC Fatface from the Crossred Mingrels? Mongrels? <laughs> I used to host all the hip-hop gigs at HQ. You've got to get a copy of It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Lose. It's one of the great records of all time. That and Fear of a Black Planet, Public Enemy, are a great band. Getting a bit of uh, feedback about the chat we had with Tommy just before 630 about the Socceroos sticking it up the Qataris over there, appalling record on the treatment of gay people. Uh, one here, I couldn't disagree with it more. None of the Socceroos' business. They should play soccer, keep their mouths shut. They'll be the ones whinging if they get held up at Qatar Airport and not allowed to play in the World Cup. Yeah, okay, whatever. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. And uh, another one here, uh, the entire Qatar situation is a joke. Getting it in the first place. Human rights and slave labour. Maybe everybody should have spoken up earlier. That's from Mark in Parra Hills. Good on you, Mark. And uh, this one I like because it's just silly and funny. Uh, Dave, would the leader of Qatar be known as the lead guitarist? <laughs> I think he is. We love a pun here on the show. <laughs> the lead guitarist. That's excellent. Chris Jarvis texts us in. He spent 60 bucks on a lotto ticket and won 67 So, Chris, you can use your $7 profit to, to shout yourself a coffee. Now, I just typed my number into the, 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 the lot.com website, Lose. Excitingly. Oh, is coffees on you? Is our coffees on you this morning? Well, coffee. probably not. <laughs> One coffee. I have won $10.55. 
And how much did you spend on buying the ticket? $30.30. So you're a negative 20 <laughs> My win has cost me $20. Hey, it's better than nothing. Gambling's a mugs game, isn't it? Better than nothing. Another text here from Carol on the Automasters text line. My friend Barb, who is 70 plus, she's running in the New York Marathon this year. Go, Barb. Mick, text us again. Keep them coming, Mick. We're finding out dribs and drabs of info about you per text. He's the bloke who taught the Hilltop Hoods how to rhyme and gave them their name. Oh, what about that? That is a, that Mick's is a rock star. A feather in your cap.